Welcome to Androgen. My name is Sage. I'm one of the hosts here along with my father, Papa Dave. And every episode, I bring up a question or a topic, something where I feel he's got a valuable perspective to share. We go on until my daughter, his granddaughter, wakes up from nap time, at which point the big boss calls and we've got to end the podcast. So in a sense, this podcast wouldn't be possible without nap times, but... Also, if you like where we're going before nap time ended, let us know. Today, we're going to go into good and evil. Instead of defining and coming up with absolutes, uh, Papa Dave presents a way to approach or how we can think independently on our own about any circumstance or environment we end up in uh, to better understand what is good and what is evil. Intention's a big thing, but we also go a little bit into cannibalism. It'll make sense when we get there. So anyways, we look forward to hearing from you after today's show. Intergen is sponsored by Porn Free Party. Yep, you heard me right. That's P-O-R-N freeparty.com. This is something that put a big strain on a lot of my relationships and sucked up over 100 hours per month for me. To clarify, I'm not just talking about hardcore porn. I've never watched remotely close to that much hardcore stuff, but news porn, social media porn, fear porn, hustle porn, panic porn, anything that gave me a hit to passively observe instead of engage with life, oh yeah, you bet. Now, full disclaimer, this is a program I independently created before this podcast to optimize my internet, relationship with it, and by extension, the rest of my environment. But I wouldn't be exaggerating if I said this podcast would not exist without this program. At PornFreeParty.com, I personally take you step-by-step through how I reprogrammed my internet to generate a life that I actually wanted. Go to intergen.life slash pornfreeparty for 50% off and get started today. Our next sponsor is LastPass. As we create more content online and new companies and products pop up, we always have to create new accounts. Instead of having the same password for everything, I now have an extremely complicated and long string of random characters for every single account. Now, how do I remember them all? Well, I'm glad you asked because I don't. LastPass is an incredible password manager, and best of all, it's completely free. I've been using it for almost a year, and I'm kicking myself in the foot for not starting sooner. So visit intergen.life backslash LastPass, that's L-A-S-T-P-A-S-S, for more information, and get set up today. Papa Dave and I invite you to join our community. This isn't a sponsorship slot as much as an invitation for feedback. We've created a hub for Intergen listeners where we can connect with each other and continue conversations. If you have questions or want us to delve into specific topics, head over to intergen.life and use it to direct our attention to pressing issues and perspectives you may feel we've missed. Or maybe you feel like we're coming up to a real profound point but just aren't hitting it out of the park. Whatever it may be, Rather than synthesize feedback from all the big social media platforms and juggle all that noise, we kindly direct you to intergen.life, where we give the greatest amount of our attention. We look forward to engaging with you and our other listeners there. 
With that, today's show. Welcome back to Intergen, where Papa Dave and I go into principles, ideas, just things that help us create ourselves every day and every life. Uh, Today, we're going into good, evil, and God. This is piggybacking off of our God conversation, as well as the extended version. If you haven't listened to that, go ahead. Uh, Papa Dave, is there kind of an easy clean-cut definition that we can go with good or evil, or is this something that we have to go on, go on for... Okay, can we just get a nutshell of a nutshell before, you know, like... Wow, a, 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 Like a two-minute before... 50,000 years of human experience. You know, just yeah, a, well, you know, it's, it's confusing, and I think we can get lost. Nope. So yeah, for no our listeners... No yeah, because we're going to do just a 20-minute segment and then go into the extended version, but even before the 20-minute kind of meat of the show could we get like a two-minute thing yeah uh well i will do my best i mean if we can't it's it's cool no, you know, I, no, it's no pressure a, i don't want to no you know, you, you can't do it you know yeah right <laughs> so look okay you know throughout human history mm-hmm. people of what is good and evil right, right. yeah have cartoons of, you know angel on one side devil on the other right Right. If you do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, believe the wrong thing, you're going to hell. Uh, if you say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, you're going to be canceled. Yeah. And and consigned to the to the the outer circles. You know, every society and every group of people have had their, um, you know, conceptions of what you know, good and evil, good and bad heaven and hell, all of these things are. But, but mm-hmm. the thing to keep in mind is that every group has them. Has conceptions of good and evil. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, and in religious ones, it's, you know, it's uh, cliched, but it's easy to understand it's good and evil. And, and what's defined as good and evil is, uh, is defined within, you know, those religious parameters. But atheistic groups have them, you know, national groups have them, any group of people has what's good and bad, good and evil. Right. So what, you know, so by definition, any of the conversations we have in these, um, in these uh, podcasts, they're huge, huge subjects, obviously. Yeah, right. And and so uh, I'm not, we're not going to give absolute definitions, but uh, I think perhaps the way I would express them is, uh, approaching how to look at these things. In other words, nobody- Approaching how to look at these yeah. things. So not necessarily even how to look at these things, but how to approach looking at those things? There's a difference between telling someone what to think. Right. And teaching them how to think. Mm. Those are very different things. Yeah. One yeah. is a lot easier because one is catechism. One is dogma. Catechism, what's, okay. Catechism is religious teaching of young children. Dogma is religious teaching of older children. But the the point is, is that, you know. So, uh, and and real quick, just for listeners, when you say religious, you don't necessarily mean like a religious institution? Well, in that that particular instance, I was was, uh, conflating the two. A religious religious or spiritual path is an individual thing that each one of us goes. A religious path organization, a religious education, a religious school will, would be an organizational 
religious because organizations have every organization organizes its teaching about its about its organization in a particular way okay right now theoretically for example you have you know the scientific method which is uh, a pure thought expression of uh, hypothesis uh, testing or or experimentation and adjustment and then um, readjustment of the hypothesis and more testing and, and et cetera. And, and that's the, how we find what is a theoretical absolute truth. But right. even that within the scientific realm, within the materialistic or scientific realm is theoretically supposed to be uh, a, uh, an unending um, process process. Uh. Not so, but in today's world, you find, you know, 98% of all so-and-so's believe, you know, state yeah. that this is not it. Therefore, this is the truth. Not, not up for discussion. This not is, up for discussion. These are the facts. These are the facts, right? Yeah. And so you see a lot of that in today's America. Right. Because it's easier to influence groups of people with absolute statements. But it's much more difficult to teach people how to think and then to uh, control the expression of those thoughts because one of one of my uh, kind of personal mottos is that people rarely understand the ramifications of what they say they believe yeah big big words for what's what's kind of a simpler way to put that um no, people that's, people that's, don't always know what they're saying no no they say they believe something and then ramifications means the results of or where those thoughts lead to uh-huh. so if, if i say for example I believe that we're children of God, right? So that's a that's an easy or you know easy catechism of religious teaching, right? We're all God's children. There's songs about it, and there's many things. But if we are in fact the uh, genetic uh, relations of an eternal, uh, non-spatial being that has existed and will exist for all eternity, then I don't know about you. I mean, do you, do you want your child to be stupider than you are? No, oh, no, 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 okay, definitely. You're, you're not. not psychotic. That's good. <laughs> but the point is, is that neither nor would I. The, the point is, is that if a, if a parent-child relationship exists, right. the parent, by definition, wants the child to be at least as, as good or as great or as, as capable yeah, as themselves. Of yeah. course, you want the child to be even greater, right? Yeah, to be better than you. Yeah. Well, that's what you said. That's the ramifications. If we are the children of God, that means that we should be greater than God. Right, right. Which but religion then, would have a conniption? For that's that. a, right. A conniption? Yeah, that's that's a technical term. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, <laughs> for it'd be for, upset probably. That's that's what I get from the context. I, for something I don't want to say. Maybe maybe you're teaching language. me how to how to how to think here. Just figure it out, Sage. Conniption means you know be pissed <laughs> off. Right? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, it's okay, probably so, in the dictionary. You can look it up. Right. But so I, teaching people the, how how to think rather than what to what think. to think. Right, um, and, and specifically within the context of good and evil. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming this fits in. Um, okay, so good by and not evil. Not saying good and like good is this, bad is that. Right. But so, by showing people how can you come to conclusions of good and evil on your own. Okay, so let me ask you, that, some, let me ask you some questions, give well, me quick answers. Did, did, I, did I get that right? Say it again. Is, <laughs> come on, man. Um, <laughs> So, so I'm trying to understand. So this connects to the whole good and evil thing by saying, um, you know, you're not, we're not exactly trying to frame this as 
this is good, this specific thing is good, this specific thing is evil, but rather how can we approach good and evil for ourselves or how can people better come to those conclusions on their own? Is that what we're trying to... Everybody has to create themselves. So everybody will, by definition, decide what is good and evil. But but there there are overarching Mm -hmm. concepts of good and evil. That's what we're going to do here. So let me ask you a question. Okay, Okay. go ahead. So uh, does God exist? Yes. Okay, is God good? Yes. Okay, is God eternal? Yes. Did God create all things? Yes. Okay, then evil can't exist. Because, because if because, God created wait, all let me see things, if I can, let me see oh, if I can. Sorry, go ahead. So sorry, go ahead. Because if God created all things and God is good, uh, then if he were to create evil, then he would not be good. He wouldn't, then he would have evil in him. Correct. So if God is absolutely good, then he could not have created evil. Correct. So... So, so there's something fundamentally wrong with our conception of what evil is. Right. Okay. Now, don't misunderstand. And, don't okay. anybody listen to this misunderstand. Okay? okay. Yeah. Evil is a really real thing, and people are evil, and evil exists mm-hmm. in, from the from the perspective of our our lives and the choices we make. We're just so, saying it didn't come from God. Uh, correct. It does didn't come okay. from something that's good. No, it all right. came from so somewhere else. We'll get we'll get there. We'll okay, get there. okay, but, okay. But the point is, is that uh, first to understand, and this is, by the way, <laughs> you know, tens of thousands of years and and wars and all kinds of things have been fought over these concepts. So these mm. are not little concepts. These are very very big concepts. Yeah. But but all right. But we'll 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 string out the the basis of how to think about this. The point is, is that bad things obviously happen yeah right and yeah and very very bad people obviously ex- exist yeah right and every one of us every day is trying to choose between being a good and a bad person correct mm-hmm. yeah okay. or but better or worse selves better that's see that's a better way of phrasing it because if we conceive that god exists and god created all things that means that what evil is 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 all right I'll, I'll, i'm gonna go to the side here for a minute jainism is a religion that was basically created some thousand years ago whatever in uh basically the russian uh iranian kind of middle uh ural mountain kind of that area and okay. it, it it its conception of the godhead was uh, I, don't, I forget the exact names of them that there were two beings there was a god of light and a god of dark mm-hmm. and that they they were both self-existent and eternal and that okay. throughout our throughout our existence there would always be a, essentially a war between these two self-existent eternal beings mm-hmm. and that in us we would have good and evil and that we would have to choose the light rather than the dark right many of those many of the concepts that we have in today in our our modern conceptual thinking actually have its roots deep in history so when I bring up, for example, the idea that, uh, you know, are, are, are people, well, let me ask you, are, pe- are people good and evil? Yes. See, I, I would mean, disagree is, with that. Is, is, my, is my default kind of, well, sure. I mean, because we were talking about every day people are. Um, it is our cultural. Faced with go-to. 
well, yeah, okay, yeah. So you, earlier you were saying people are faced with this kind of decision in themselves to be like their better or worse selves. Um, right. So kind of inside themselves, I feel like that conflict is there. Okay, correct. But, the, but, but, but let's reconceive of the conflict. Because okay. We, we, Re again, rethink, we, rethink the conflict. Reconceive, rethink. Uh, we 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 put these things into catechism or, or or easy ways of expressing good and evil, right? Be good, don't be evil. Yeah. But right. but if you look at everything in the world that we call evil, uh huh, they are, in my experience, and I've been looking at this for many years. In my experience, without without exception not creative processes they're always a warped expression of the natural course evil is evil things are a, a warping of the natural, natural things of, of right natural uh, could you give an example of that? sure so ambition okay right so people can say which you know you the you know, somebody's ambition to just run over everybody, they'll kill everything and they'll just, they just have to accomplish everything for themselves. And yeah. that ambition is really wrong. And ambition can certainly be used uh, in, a, in a quote, evil way. But I mean, Hitler was certainly ambitious. He wanted to take over the world, right? Yeah, right. Uh, today, uh, Chairman Xi in China is certainly ambitious. He wants to take over the world. But ambition itself is a very important part of our natural character. Mm. We could also be, you know, yeah. Mother, Ther Mother Teresa was very ambitious that she yeah. wanted to yeah. affect the world with great love. I think, Jesus I think Christ was absolutely ambitious. ambitious. Yeah, I think anybody who's, who's made some kind of national or global mark is, is certainly ambitious. ambitious. Yeah, so, whether, whether so, the effects are good or bad. Okay, your turn, name, name, a, name an evil characteristic. Characteristic or yeah. or action? Action, character, anything. What doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I name name something even. dark, dark stuff like cannibalism, pedophilia. Okay, so cannibalism is simply the the assuaging of hunger. Okay. All right. Everybody has a body. Everybody gets hungry. Yeah. Right. But if you eat the wrong thing, and the and what defines that wrong thing is another eternal human soul's body or container yeah thereby cutting short the other eternal soul's life so you're focusing not on the action itself but why why people okay. are so i'm i'm gonna thing. i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up a different a different thing okay, okay. In, in the in the 70s or 80s i forget exactly there was a plane that went down in the alps or like really really high mountains it might have been the uh the tibetan mountains or something like that but a really high yeah. mountain and it crashed and it had on it a, uh, a professional sports team. I forget what they played, soccer or something. Uh -huh. but, but they they were, they were stuck there for weeks and weeks, basically, right? And, then, yeah. and, and during the crash, a number of people died, right? And, 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 and our, there was a particular story of uh, one person who survived and another, his, his really best friend, who, um, who was mortally wounded in the crash and died but before he died he told his friend there is no food here there is no anything here you must eat my body yeah and so what happened was the people who survived the crash in order to survive 
cannibalized the other people on the flight. Yeah. And and they lived until they were rescued. Right. Very, very certain that they have, you know, uh, had difficulty in life since that happened because yeah, it's, pretty, mm-hmm. it's a pretty horrific thing. Yeah. But you but you could not say that, that what they did was evil. Right. Because what they did, they did both with the permission of the dead and only to survive. Right. Right? So, you know, peop, you know groups of historic people who would, you know, uh, kill another group of human beings and then in order to prove that they were superior to the other, they would eat their bodies. That would be evil, I think. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I just feel like it's a little tricky because it's it's yeah. harder to pin down motive and intention. Like, there's got to be. Uh, I, An I'm, I'm very manifestation of yeah, and, and bad. Yes. Yeah, and that, I'm, I'm very familiar with. I, I know this idea of intention. I, I don't know a lot about Islam, but what little I studied, I remember reading. They're they're really big into this intention kind of thing, right? But a lot of horrific things kind of come from quote good intentions. And I I think a lot of moral relativism does as well. Um, So I'm kind of, I'm I'm a little hesitant to to just jump aboard um, this. I I mean, there's probably a lot more context and some things that I'm missing, but I guess that, that what I stated in the beginning, that it's difficult to pinpoint, like, and and determine exact, like, motive and intentions. And there's got to be some external... Manifestation, manifestation yeah, where it's just like right. absolutely not. Okay, this is why okay. I began this conversation right. with the qualification mm-hmm. that these are things that have been dealt with for thousands of years. The, right. the thing that, the, but my my approach to that would be, uh, uh, I agree with you entirely what you just said. Okay. Yeah. And and in order for societies to exi- to exist, yes, there has to be clear definitions of good and evil. Yeah. In America today, it's the rule of law. Right. Unfortunately, what we've also found out is that bad laws can be passed. Right. So rule of law can't be an absolute. Yeah. Right. So you could say it's religious law, but there's bad religious law. So that can't be an absolute. Right. So we need to find, we need to find uh, uh, definitions that go beyond the physical world and they go to the, to the root of what a human being is. So what I defined as, you know, the good and evil of can- cannibalism yeah. was, was not the eating of the body, but, but in the respect and, uh, and veneration of the eternal soul of the body. Right. So in the one case of the, of the, the sports figures, they did with permission of the dead, mm-hmm. of the dying and dead, and, and only then to, because the dead was already dead. They did not kill somebody to eat their body. Yeah, they they right. only ate the body in order to stay alive. Sure. So, so in 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 that regard, the the issue I think of good and evil has to be has to be focused on the purpose. The purpose of our lives is, as our motto says, that we create ourselves every day. If we understood ourselves as eternal beings, that a thousand years from now you and I could have coffee. Yeah. Then we we we've got to understand that every choice we make in this life is to for the perfection or maturation of the process of learning how to love and becoming a true love person. Right, man. Okay. That'll that'll be an interesting conversation between those Swiss Alp athletes in a thousand years. 
Oh yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> and 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 uh, and and there'll be great friends, you know. Yeah. Because because there was no there was veneration to the, all of the souls involved. So yeah. There so there won't be a resentment and hatred. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah. but but in the case of the cannibals killing people to so they can eat food, that there's going to be resentment because you killed me and took my body away just so you can fill your belly. So that's that's an entirely different thing. The right. point is, is that you know if we conceive of the human eternal soul, mm-hmm. that this life, the 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 what did it say good and evil is for the maturation and perfection of each soul. Mm. All right. So. The, the point that I'm saying, though, is that everything created in this world is what we would call good, but I just call it just uh, the natural way. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to use, I'm going to bring this in a, in a, in a different context, okay, okay. A scientific context. So, for example, in a science, if you were doing a scientific study of, uh, you know, uh, as astronomy or something, and you, and you had all your, uh, um, equipment and all your instruments and they they were bringing back a particular uh, result right it is certain information and so and then but that went against your professional uh um what do you call it um opinion no uh, uh pr- projections or or um theories when and you were famous oh, because of the, you were famous because of the theories and then you had all your scientific instruments and they brought back that your that your theories were wrong right right so now a true scientific uh person would simply release release those and say i was wrong yeah right right. so but but a selfish person might change those instrumental readings Hmm. so that they in fact and this has happened historically oh yeah oh it's happening it happens and happens a ton right now right 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 yeah but anyway the point is is that you you could say that that's a definition of good and evil, but the but the the natural way is what is how the physical world works. Right. The the the, the instrument readings are simply telling you what's happening in the world, mm-hmm. in in the real world. Yeah, just giving like, a snapshot. Right. So, but the but the motivation of the person who who releases wrong data for their own mm-hmm. political power, mm-hmm. for their own economic power, for their own selfish power, we could say that's evil. Hmm. Right, because that person was was taking their capacity, their their intelligence, their their uh, their cleverness, and all of those things to make the 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 instruments, and then and then twisting or warping, you know, that those capacities, those natural capacities, for a selfish purpose. Yeah, I guess part of my challenge with this, and and where we can continue this in the extended version, um, is. It, it requires a certain level of honesty, both with ourselves and each other, that right. I'm not entirely sure um, we know how to do. And so I'm, I'm not sure how realistic it is as far as a, a framework for people to... Okay, well, uh, let me finish okay. what I was saying. But if it, how long we got? Uh, negative three minutes. Uh, that means we're done. Yeah, but I mean. Okay, in the know. next sec- in the next segment. Yeah, like if we could expand on that, that'd be great. In the next segment, I'll yeah. do that. Awesome. Hey, listeners, uh, if this is your cup of tea, go ahead and keep listening. Uh, if not, we hope that this conversation, good and evil, at least gave you a little something to um, kind of grok or kind of stew in the mind. Uh, let us know what you thought or any any 
any holes that we might have missed that you'd like for us to fill? Oh, there'll be a few. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there will. Okay, so in the extended version, let's just go ahead and expand on this. Go ahead. Okay, so so the 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 scientist, yeah, uh, you know, gets the you know is very clever, makes up the instruments, gets the information, and then puts out wrong information in order to selfishly bolster their own position. This has happened throughout science because human oh, beings yeah. are self-centered. Yeah. But but the definition is 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 not of good and evil is not uh, the 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 scientific information. It's not the real world. It's how that person twists that for their own ego and their own economics and their own political power, whatever motivations they may have. Mm -hmm. So it's always within the human being. It's always within us. It's not the physical manifestation. It's what we do with the physical manifestation, right? Mm -hmm. So the motivation of what we do, not what it is. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're Auschwitz wasn't an absolutely evil place. Yeah. Okay. But if in every element of Auschwitz to, from Nazi death camps, Nazi death camps to, to the, each one of those elements was natural in and of itself, but used for an evil purpose. Um, uh, each element in there was natural. I, I don't want to get in detail, but ovens and, and gates and uh, oh, buildings oh, and just whatever like it is. All the components Stuff, and things. All the components, all the elements yeah no the physical world isn't inherently bad or evil or exactly humans, but right choices and what they create right yeah. correct so you could have all of those elements and you could have a summer camp for kids and use the ovens to bake bread yeah yeah well let's not right? go I, I think the point yeah is yeah yeah right, right. points been made yeah. so the, the point though that I, i'm trying to get to here and this is the real okay. definition Let, of good yeah let's evil, just get there okay is is that you know uh, what God created, not only in the natural physical world, but also in the spiritual realm is all good. Uh -huh. it's, it's all natural. It, it, you know, our, our, the, the, the choices, if we all made perfectly good choices, according to the natural world, mm -hmm. then there w evil would not exist. If we could, you could you repeat that again? If okay. we made good if we choices, all, if we all made good choices, evil would not exist. It, right. So we make evil choices, thus warping reality and creating evil. Creating the effect of evil. The but if we of if evil. if we consider if we conceive of like the Janus did that evil is an eternal existent thing. There's no way to to even build the kingdom of heaven on earth or a utopia or, or any concept Yeah, because like evil that. will always always exist right so you're so, saying okay so 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 mm -hmm. the the point is is that you know in in an ideal world where people were mature and made true choices accidents would still happen mm. people would still kill one another accidentally or even if if a person you know if a person was driving a bus mm -hmm. and they um uh, God, I can't even think of something. But if if you know they if they were doing something that would kill twenty people, and they didn't want to do it because of whatever the situation, I'm sure you can make a story out of this. Then a person killing that driver would not be evil because the driver him or herself would not want to do that. Essentially, mm. all right. It, it I can't think of a story at this particular moment. Yeah, but, let's but, let's but just it, stick to the point. Um, well, that is the point. The point is, is that if a person uh, lived according to a true and natural life, 
evil wouldn't exist. Because a true and natural life is one that respects all beings and respects others and respects oneself. Mm-hmm. Who has confidence in true love and who, who experiences as one with God, right? You must be perfect. Your heavenly father is perfect. You know, that's the goal of becoming a truly mature person. So you're saying, so the natural and true way is what we were describing in a previous podcast of different stages of life, learning to love and is, you know, to become love, like to embody love. Become a true love person, yes. Right, right. And as long as um, the things are geared in that direction, um, they are generally, I mean, we're speaking in, broad broad yes. generalities here yes yes, um, yes. Historical. I think, yeah and something that we mentioned in the beginning is you know that we all create ourselves that these are practices ideas that we are unpacking but ultimately at the end of the day you the listener uh papa dave i sage we we all make our own choices correct and create ourselves so this is just a framework uh for approaching and better filtering out good and evil a decision making right. process right so so, so I, so I would think and say, so I think a big question that I hear is, or that generally gets thrown around is, um, you know, if, if God is completely good, where does evil come from? Where was evil created? So you're saying it's, it's not necessarily something that just popped out of nowhere or God created it. Um, right. so it's eternally in relationship with good, um, but warping of good yeah so it's specifically the warping um yeah okay but even when you say good that creates evil because does it well it does because we because good exists as a word in opposition to evil oh i see what you mean so that's so that's why you're using the word natural right more yeah would you would you call a mountain good no i mean it oh. maybe looks good, but yeah, <laughs> not, but not, good. not in like a moral kind of sense. In a moral sense, sense right. Yeah, it just so, is what it is. Yeah. This is why science hates uh, moral or internal questions. Uh-huh. Science, science always wants to keep it to the physical because that's much more easily delineated. Right. You know? But religion deals with these internal concepts mm-hmm. and has for thousands of years, but different cultures put accent in different ways. And then when those cultures come into conflict, what one person might think of as good might be good. And what the other side thinks of good might be good. But the way that that's expressed through language or through culture might be in conflict. Mm. Right? So in Japanese, for example, it was a good thing for a person to kill themselves. Yeah. If, if, um, they, if they were Bushido. and if samurai? They, a samurai. And if they had committed by 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 omission or commission whether they had by even by accident had committed a um, a breach of honor because that's that society was centered on the honor of an individual mm-hmm. very much by the way like the uh, uh european knights right was centered mm-hmm. on honor so in in the bushido or the 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 um samurai culture samurai culture if you if you committed a breach of honor, you were supposed to commit seppuku or kill yourself, seppuku, ritualistically. That's right. Yeah. Right. right. And, and and that was a good thing, and you could re- regain your honor by doing that. Hmm. Now we would we would say in a in our Western society, it's bad to kill yourself. It's evil to kill yourself. Right. It's yeah. wrong to kill yourself. Yeah. But but many people have killed themselves 
over the over history that we call heroes because they did it to save other people because mm. they did it for the greater good they sacrificed themselves greater love has no man to get lay down his life for his friend jesus said that mm. right? so it's the issue is not the point is is you know uh we we don't call suicide we don't call a hero giving his life for the sake of others suicide and yet it's the same act the point is is a suicide is a self-centered theoretically i'm not judging anybody but theoretically a self-centered thing where a person can't stand the pain or whatever it is and they kill themselves to try to escape yeah and unfortunately because we are eternal beings that doesn't work because whether your body exists or not your soul remains well yeah eternally but then, so then here like yeah i mean well yeah i mean here's an easy easy you know you said a person kills themselves for the sake of others suicide bombers like i mean is that good um, depends on the motivation of the person, but, but, but I'll, but let me, let me finish this one. Bef- don't interrupt me on this. Let me finish. Cause it's important. Okay. If, if a person, I thought about this a lot, you know, like, um, uh, Islamic, you know, uh, suicide, right. Person. And they get like kids to do this. Like that really don't even understand anything about life. They pump them full of ideology and hatred and then they go and they blow themselves up. Yeah. But some of those people also, they threaten their children. And they said, if you, if you do this, then we'll, we'll raise your child and your child will be fine. But if you don't do this, we're going to kill your child. And so even mothers would go and do something like that. Yeah. So uh, you can't look at a person who did that and, and hate them. Right. Because they're, they're kind of just, they're, they've been the, brainwashed the, 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 the evil, the evil warping kind of comes with uh, the, the people who are, warping their perceptions manipulating them right uh, now those people are truly evil or or using like that natural motherly love or natural child's complete trust and faith and authority figures right uh to destroy other human beings okay so those people who thoughtfully went through the the manipulative yeah and and concepts to to come up with a way to manipulate every human beings to create that damage. Yeah. Uh, that's evil. Yeah. That, All right? right. I don't think anyone will. So, right. So Hitler okay. is evil. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but, but this is very important. Okay. Even someone who does that for fairly good motivations, mm-hmm. you couldn't really accuse them that they're evil, but think about it. Like we said, if we are eternal beings and we go to the spirit world, yeah. or we go to the next world, however you want to conceptualize that, maybe we do a podcast on it. But the point is, is that you will meet those people that you killed mm-hmm. and how will they feel towards you? Mm. Yeah. Okay. They will have resentment to you. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and so if we conceive of the next world as being one in true love and being one with God and in heaven, if you wish, or there's other words for it, but in a place of, of joy and, and um, uh, universal unity and brotherly love, heaven, heaven, and however you wish to freeze it, right? It, one of the, one of the problems that religionists have, and I, and I completely understand it, and it is right in a limited way. But we think no matter what I do in my life, no matter who I hurt, whatever, I can just I can repent to God, and God will forgive me, and I can go to heaven, right? But that leaves out a very important element: the people that you hurt. Because if we're eternal children of God, each one of us is is of divine value. That means God cannot forgive you for what you did to me, or what um, I did, or what I did to to hurt you. Yeah. Only um, you can forgive me. 
Um, kind of. God, God can't forgive us for things we do to each other. God oh. can forgive. God can forgive as a parent. He can forgive everyone, and that is a very important and critical thing because it means the difference between essentially living in the land of hell and living in the land of heaven. Right, but but he but, can't force us to forgive each other. Is that exactly. What you're so okay. you can think of you can think of heaven as being gradiated, right? It's like even yeah. God can forgive you, and you can yeah. you can go to the so, heavenly lands. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you're still going to be in a in a in a not a wonderful place because people will because hate you and people hate and it's you. like if 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 people hate you and are really pissed off at you for what you did are you really yeah, in heaven. heaven no you're not right. so yeah. so for example alcoholics anonymous understands this okay i'm i'm not as familiar with with yeah the, I'm more because of my family but the, the, oh, okay. the, like, the point oh is gosh. is that when you when you when you go to alcoholics anonymous they mm -hmm. the first thing you have to do is uh, stand up there and say you know what i my I, name is so and so i'm I an alcoholic so -so and i'm an alcoholic right and, 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 and you and you got to give it up you got to give up control that's the forgiveness of god but but another principle of the 12 steps is you have to go back to everyone you ever hurt yeah and apologize and make restitution boy but i mean there's a lot of butthurt people at yeah. i mean not to like you yeah. know so do we have to apologize to every yep. single person who's ever yes, been you do. yes uh, you do. yes you do my mother came to me and apologized for what she did even like internet comments i mean you you hurt my you you hurt my feelings with some comments growing up <laughs> so, so you have to tell me those and i have to apologize to you yeah i mean yeah. the I, point is the point is not the words the point is do you have resentment against me yeah i see all right so then so i have to make restitution about that i have to do something now it's your choice whether you'll forgive me yeah right right so you know a lot of times hurt happens because people make mistakes yeah right you know you were saying just in the even you you know you're saying like in a you know bad things would happen even in a world without evil accidents you know i mean so there would still be right. hurt so there I mean, would still be apologies and 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 forgiveness in a in a kingdom heaven mm, world yeah right? you see because but the but the issue is the motivation involved so you know a, a person who does something at the expense of someone else with an with an understanding that they're doing it mm -hmm. that is evil yeah okay so so there's a lot of evil people in business there's a lot of evil people in politics there's a lot of evil people in education in, in all walks of life but the point is is that you know religious expression who and they thought of this for thousands and thousands of years religion has been essentially the eternal psychology the internal psychology of the human soul, okay? And, and, and throughout all of the ages, all the religions have tried to understand these questions. And so they've expressed their viewpoint of each of these questions. Whether you, you know, are a little Catholic or what they call, I, I think it was the same thing, but Catholic, Christian, Islam, uh, uh, Judaism, uh, or, or Buddhist or any other religion, Hindu, you know, that the point of the religion is to bring the people involved to a place of uh, forgiving others, serving others, winning the heart of others. So whatever catechisms they have, right? Catechisms, what was yeah, that again? Whatever teachings they have, whatever dogma they have, you know, they're expressed differently, but the end result is the end result, that human beings live a better life. Yeah. Okay, I see. So then, it's still it's still it's still geared towards that natural, like become better, be better, exactly. Uh, learn to love and be love. Right, um, be love. So, so but 
there's what's there's different kinds of love sometimes yeah love you know i'm i'm kind of getting because there's there's this whole yeah. like love is love kind of thing you know the, yeah we can do another podcast okay yeah because i i feel like even love itself is is a little unclear like warped or there's you yeah, know sure. it's sure difficult it to understand and so then you'll get people who go into like oh just love is love it's you know it's but yeah but then it gets it gets pretty dark pretty fast because yep. you know so like with something like that like good and evil i you know i guess this i'm glad we had a cover i for listeners who are still here um i guess i i am trying to be a voice of a person who has never heard or listened to the um, podcast where we talk about stages of life, kind of life view, worldview about growing in love. Um, because this, these concepts that we're talking about, Papa Dim, correct me if I'm wrong, are heavily embedded or built on those concepts or ideas. Those about concepts? like natural order of life, stages of life, learning to love, embodying love, yeah. Like, I mean, you're basically defining that as good. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But what we make of life is our own choices and creation. Right. So right. The, the more we understand the proper way of, you know, the mechanistically proper way of living life, yeah. the, happy, the happier our life will be. Yeah. Right. So religions, you know, try to do the same thing, they, but they do it through their own poetry. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's different poetries. Atheism is its own poetry. You know the, you know live you know be, be a good person and live to help other people and you know America yeah, platitudes America, and platitudes, things that yeah, sound good. Right, but they're but they're more than platitudes. They are in fact um, the instructions for living a good life. Yeah. But if but if understanding and if if God is not and I don't mean God and you know, a particular baggage way. I mean, the eternal reality of whatever God might be. But if, if eternal, if in this sense, I'm using God in terms of absolute values, not, not religious values of any particular religion, not any national value of any particular nation, but an eternal, just like scientific. An example. An example. Uh, uh, live for the sake of others and you'll live a better life. Is like a value that you're you're kind of referring to whenever you talk about god right like it's a value that drives people and lets them to become bigger better and closer to that virtue better a better human being but that's but saying as saying a principle like that live for the sake of others and you'll live a better life Mm -hmm. is 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 very equivocal equivocal to me to step off this uh this uh cliff and you'll fall to the to the ground um i i'm not you're yeah, kind of losing me i'm <laughs> yeah, i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be mysterious the point is is that both of them are absolute principles oh oh like gravity is he were like you talking gravity. about gravity okay right. yeah, <laughs> so sorry, a little gravity. little quicker faster than <laughs> just say the word gravity yeah so if, you know the principles of gravity is scientific external clearly manifested the principles of an internal life living for the sake of helping other people makes you a happier person is also very clearly expressible, right? As a, as a principle. Yeah. Different religions express that different ways, mm-hmm. right? Different, even non-religious people express that in different ways. It's a civic virtue, for example. 
Yeah. But it but the principle remains the same. The 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 eternal principle, whether it be scientific or external or religious or internal, remains the same. Those are the principles that this podcast should search out. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, those kinds of principles that help us create ourselves more in line with kind of those. So we're 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 kind of delving into and better working to understand natural principles. Yeah. Um, is this kind of like a natural law kind of thing? Yeah. 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 Absolutely right. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, anyone who's into the legal kind of stuff, legalisms. There's like common law. Um, what's we hold these truths to be self-evident. Yeah. That all men are created equal. So you, you feel that's more of a statement of natural law. Natural law. But that, you know, mm. that's, that's saying the same eternal principles in a legal framework. Yeah. Right. 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 But the yeah. eternal principle remains the same. Right. I, I think that's, yeah, naturally. Yeah. Because there are a lot of legal systems. Do you know what our American, it's constitutional or I know there's constitutional or there's legal or there's a common, I don't know. There's a bunch of different types of law. Um, yeah. common law is the one that pops into my mind. There's natural law. I think, um, as far as what I, uh, my experience in school is, uh, whenever we went into natural law, um, was, yeah, no one really knows what this is. And, you know, there's a bunch of theories and all this kind of stuff. So like, it's, it's not practical or useful to, to go into this at all. So we're just going to work with what we have right now. Yeah. It's um, a, wonder, a wonderful way to stay relative. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I think a lot of uh, people who I, I do believe that there there's definitely a group of uh, people who are a little more attuned to natural law and understand that it's a very real thing and it exists and it can be observed. I think that's probably something that we're working to unpack or explore, better understand. Um, yeah, that this as, podcast about that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 So. Um, <laughs> Well, cool. No, I'm, I'm really into that. That's, that's very interesting for me. So just a, a real quick point. Cause we had a, a, a podcast on conscience. The other I mentioned conscience the other day, but sure. I didn't make this point and it, it, it fits here really well. One of the biggest problems about natural law and the perception of natural law mm -hmm. is that people of higher conscience yeah. are very strongly more attuned to whether they themselves are closer to natural law. They feel more judged, right? Because they're, they're very sensitive to what's mm -hmm. true or not true. Right. A person who of low conscience that abuses and, and misuses other people as a matter of habit or course, they're, they're very dull in terms of what they feel is uh, what natural law is. So they, it, to them, it's like whatever, whatever I can dominate is mine. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the paradox of the conscience. The higher your conscience, the more moral your life, the more you feel judged. And the less moral you are, the less you feel judged. Yeah. So many people will make the choice, unfortunately, to deny their conscience because it's more comfortable. Yeah. Or you don't, or I, I don't know about it's more comfortable, but it's, well, it's less uncomfortable it's or, or you. At you, the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's avoiding discomfort. Um, yeah. There you go. Or like, like deep internal existential discomfort. Um, so, so I'm sure there's, there are brilliant folks out there who, who are put themselves in very uncomfortable situations, but won't even touch certain things inside of themselves. So there's a duality to all things, right? So when, yeah. and I'll, I'll finish with this, when, when you increase your conscience, you feel 
the pangs of conscience more, which is uncomfortable. When mm-hmm. you decrease or deny your conscience, then you you don't feel the momentary, you know, the 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 conflict of conscience. But the flip side of that is that as you live a, a life of greater conscience, there's a much greater internal peace. Mm. Because you can understand your true value with a higher conscience. When you're when you drive your conscience down and you and you live a, a life without conscience, it's easier at the moment. But there's a a great uh, existential lack angst. existential yeah. angst. That's yeah. kind of angst is kind of how I put it whenever I was getting right. in those states. So so right. So so you see that the duality, right? So. That living a life of higher conscience means that you have to deal with what, whether this is right or wrong a lot more. Yeah. But ultimately, it it that's a peaceful life. To to live a, a, an a, an un, an unrighteous life, to use character language, um, is momentarily less angst, less less uh, conflicted, because you don't have to think about things. Sure. But it is, but it, but eventually, that's why people of great power who live very immoral lives are always looking to accuse other people outside of themselves for whatever they themselves are struggling with. That's the yeah. that's the origin of what's called psychological projection. Hmm. Oh, that's the origin. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So this. Yeah. It's it's interesting because there there are oftentimes people who are very loud. Um, <laughs> who I feel like sometimes are even saying like, I have these issues and it's kind of like a cry for help, like help me and help me with these specific issues. But at the same time, like saying there are all these issues in this world and they clearly are going through it as well. Um, whereas people who, or I, I guess I, I, I see, you know, people who are very loud and accusatory um, about certain certain things, whatever it may be, um, and I'm, I'm always interested to hear kind of the perspectives of people who are maybe a little more reserved or who I feel are a little bit more stable, um, but don't always get to hear or see that. Do you think that's partially because of that paradox you were talking about, that people of higher conscience or who are maybe a little more steady and stable kind of... A person, of higher, a person of higher conscience will ultimately be more stable because they are always dealing with their own self-doubts. Yeah, yeah. And, so and working through and finding answers to their own self-doubts. So would so, you encourage them to just keep working through it and just oh, be quiet and patient or just kind of speak out and try to just say well, what they think? Or you're, you're, you're conflating two different things. You're conflating... Uh, a higher conscience and a thoughtful character yeah. uh, with, with an outgoing personality or, or a introverted character. And they're, they're not the same thing. So somebody can be a very high, very high uh, conscience mm-hmm. and can be a loud braggart too. Mm. Right. But their, but their braggadociousness, their, their bragging or their, their, their external manifestations might might be because of their own, you know, the, the roots of their own family, or their, 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 there's a lot of different reasons why people might do well, that. That doesn't necessarily mean they're of low conscience. No, it doesn't mean that. It's just, yeah, okay. Huh, you can you can see you can see someone of higher low conscience by how they treat other people. Right. Whether they right. whether they invest in helping other people to raise up other human souls, because ultimately we're all eternal beings. So if we help other human e- eternal beings 
that's divine work. I mean, however you want to phrase it, but that's, mm -hmm. that is, that's, and we, and uh, the, the thing that can actually help you feel good about yourself absolutely is helping other human beings. Mm. You know, the best, the best way to teach to learn is to teach the best way to, uh, to comfort your heart is to help somebody else. Right. You know, the, the, the external manifestation of our life and I mentioned in another podcast, you know, it, it, it almost doesn't matter what you go through, you know, and there's some really horrific things that people go through. Yeah. But it depends on how you digest them and how you find your own value and the value of helping other human beings. A person who's been through really, really difficult things can be the most, the best person to help other people. Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a truism, you know, that basically the only person to help uh, an alcoholic is another alcoholic who's overcome their alcoholism. Yeah, I think that probably, and I'm I'm a little bit more. Com I was thinking about this the other day. Like, what if somebody with a specific issue, alcoholism, drug abuse, sexual abuse, I don't know, what whatever it may be, uh, came to me asking for help? Like, for me, I, I'm not entirely. I guess admitting and understanding that perhaps I'm not the person to help them through that, but to connect them to other people who have been through that experience and who have processed those experiences and who have worked out and kind of unwarped, so to say, their lives. Um, yes. And that's something I, I'd say, well, if, if censorship doesn't pick up too much, but um, I, I do think that the internet is, is a very interesting neat tool in that sense in the sense that i can connect you to people who have had uh similar experiences I, I think i would say um it it has been most beneficial for me in seeking out and finding people who are who've accomplished things i've already accomplished not exactly people who are exactly where I am because they don't know what's going on just as much as I do. And it just becomes even more confusing. Whereas say, um, if I find somebody who has, you know, openly admitted and publicly put themselves in a position where they said, Hey, I had this issue before I worked through it. And this is kind of where I am now. Um, that that is ultimately, I mean, it's, it's basically a mentor of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Mentors um, is, Mentors are critical, but, but keep in mind that nobody can help another human being unless they are asked to. Nobody can help another, sorry, nobody can help another human being unless they're asked to, who's, I, I, I'm getting okay. people mixed up there. Right, so setting parents aside whose job it is to help their children as best they can. Yeah. And children whose job it is to listen to the parents as best they can. Yeah. Setting aside that, but as adults, all right, when, when someone comes into a true adulthood where they mm -hmm. take responsibility for their own life, they also have to understand themselves enough to, in fact, seek out those mentors for whatever particular issue, educational or moral or otherwise. Right. But, but until they're ready to listen, until they're ready to essentially subject themselves to someone else's viewpoint, mm -hmm. you can't say anything to them. Subject, you mean like follow what another yeah, person yeah, says? Put, I'm using it in the terms of submission and in the, in the sense, and I don't mean like a slavery. I mean, a mutual, you know, between a mentor and a mentee, a, a, someone who's guiding and someone who's a teacher and a student. Yeah. There, there has to be a mutually recognized relationship. And, and in that relationship, 
somebody's learning from someone else. So right. That, so that puts them in a lower position, if you will, to the other person. Yeah. Until the, you know, the, the Orient has a way of phrase, phrasing this. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, right? Yeah. So, so a lot of, you know, so the- So the just point, get ready. So just get ready, prepare. Prepare. Keep prepping. Right. So the, the, we should first keep in mind that, you know, our, our number one teacher is God. Yeah. So being, being open to the guidance of God, being submission, submission uh-huh. to God, all right? There's different religions, phrase it different ways. But right. The, but the idea that, that an eternal- partner of mine exists which is god mm-hmm. and then being open to god's guidance right is yeah. a very very important call it psychological very important psychological perspective because if you're not willing to be open to that guidance yeah you, can, you can't learn right right so you that's like you know a, a male a male boy walking into the into the corporate headquarters and, and telling the yeah the, right i think the CEO, point's made it but but yeah, also, yeah. Uh, big big boss is is calling your granddaughter, my daughter. Looks okay. like it's the end of the show. <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks for joining us today on Intergen. Uh, it was this was a pretty expansive one, and we were hitting some pretty interesting points. Uh, if you would like for us to expand on a little bit more, head on over to intergen.life. Uh, This is where we have a lot of discussions with other listeners and uh, really appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Be well.